0: you're rocking with the voice of town view we put our spin on trending topics and school news thought-provoking insightful we speak the truth we do it for all ages not just for the youth uh, listen close you might learn something or laugh so hard you split your side of something uh, live stream a podcast whenever you tune in it's sure to be a blast uh, let's be honest you don't want to miss that content so real you're gonna want to run it back we keep you entertained while making an impact want foreign announcements well this is not that uh, Sports, pop, culture, political. Whatever you like, we got you covered, bro. Uh, It's a movement more than just a show. It's KSBM Radio. Welcome back, everybody. This is KSBM Radio, the voice of Town View, and I'm here with Doc, and I'm JoJo, and we're back again for another sports segment. I know this is everybody's favorite show. Everybody's heard it, so. it's the show. People love this. It's the uh, unofficial, official most favorite, best ever show. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, anyways, uh, so what you what you have what you been up to, Doc? Uh, not much
1: really. Um, AA uh, AAU summer basketball season is getting ready to start, so I've been practicing for that the last two weeks. Um. Still, obviously, doing school work, trying to wrap up
0: just the school year to get, strong, you know. Just trying to get through the year. Oh, yeah, almost, just, trying almost to get, there. just trying to get through it, bro. Yeah. Almost done. When do y'all graduate? It's like May? We graduate. No, earlier than that, right?
1: No, nah, we graduate May twenty, May 28th. Mm. Um, yeah, May 28th is our graduation. You I know? thought y'all got off way earlier than that. Yeah, our last, our last day, I don't really know when our last day is. <laughs> I know grades are due, like... At like the second or third week of May though So we don't We don't have as much time as everybody else To get our grades right Or keep our grades right So we We the
0: seniors have to stay on top of things Uh, I don't know it seems like a small Price to pay to get out early I'd much rather (laughs) Be on top of my stuff For that last little bit just to get that extra time off Especially since you're Once you're gone you're gone Yeah and it's some pretty people pretty not even lot. going for it. Some some people
1: might have to stay behind for like summer graduation yeah. or something like that. So it's so depressing. But luckily, I don't think any of our seniors are on track to do that. So we that's good. good for that, right? Yeah, I mean they right. We handle yeah. our business. That's yeah, why we're sorry. in school of business because we take care of business. <laughs> oh, you know right?
0: mm, I like that. I like that. Yeah. <laughs> um, All right. What you been up to? Uh, nothing much really. Just been on top of my stuff too. Just trying to make sure I. Get set a strong foundation from, for my senior year. Uh, dang, I'm about to be a senior year, you're about to be a freshman in college. That's crazy, it's wild. When I whenever I hear that, I just it, it bothers
1: my mind. It's, it's it's insane.
0: Yeah, I feel like it hasn't really hit me that I only got one year left of high school and you're about to be done with it. So, has it hit you yet? It's it's starting to uh, it hit yesterday. Mm.
1: Like what made it hit? I don't I don't even know for real. Like I just. I think randomly, or no, it's because I decided what college I was gonna go to, mm-hmm. like officially,
0: and so um,
1: that that's, that was when it hit.
0: That's when it cemented in your mind. Yeah. Dang, I, I really gotta start looking into colleges more, more like seriously, because I feel like I, all throughout high school I've kind of just been like. Oh, yeah, that's that's for, like, senior year and late junior year. Oh, wait, it is late junior year. But, yeah. All right, nothing about school. Let's get into sports. That's what we're here for. Sports, sports, sports. Sport. sports. I, like I, heard <laughs> I like how you said that at I'm the same time. I like how you said that at the same time. about that, y'all.
1: I'm sorry. <laughs> all right, so our first topic for today, oh, we are going to talk about, is it time for Damian Lillard to move on from the Portland Trailblazers? So, as as some of y'all may know, uh, Damian Lillard is a basketball player um, for the Portland Trailblazers. He was drafted. He was drafted with the sixth overall pick in 2012, and has played for the Portland Trailblazers ever since then. Um, in my opinion, Dame is one of the most loyal players in the NBA, undoubtedly. For sure, he's he's uh, through the through the ups and downs of the team. Uh, he's been one of those guys who stuck it out this entire time. People are all all over social media saying that he should get out of there and um, he needs to request a trade, go somewhere else, find a change of scenery or do something to get this team to win. And, I mean, Dame has done his best. He's had multiple uh, 30-point season averages. But um, sometimes the team just does not fully come through for him when it matters. So, Jojo, I want
0: to know what your opinion is on this topic. I gotta say, I have to agree with everybody on social media. He needs to get out of there. Like, okay. I love, that? I love a guy who will like stay, stick it out with the team, but like, it's only to a certain point. Like, uh, most of the great players that have that come to mind when you think of like staying on the same team, like Jordan for the most part, except for those last few years, uh, Dirk, Kobe, those guys, they all won championships and. Uh, that really is like what cemented them in that franchise. But really with Dame, it's not his fault at all. He's been phenomenal for them, but um, the team hasn't done what they needed to do to get him in a position to win at all and to really uh, take his career and his legacy to that next level because who can you really think of that's like another superstar talent level or like somebody else that's even on his level that the trailblazers have given him to uh help him on a journey to a championship the only people that really come to mind is cj McCollum and carmelo anthony like and even that uh carmelo anthony that was already when he was like out of his prime you know uh his prime years were in uh who was it the knicks right for sure yeah and that was already like he wasn't a scrub or anything, but he just wasn't performing at the level he was before. So it no knocking on Mellow, but they they just haven't really done nothing to give him the edge. You know what I mean? Yeah. I hear what you're saying. And so the
1: Blazers, they are currently thirteenth in the Western Conference with a record of thirty two and forty three. They have seven games left in the season. Uh they play tonight, they play the Sacramento Kings tonight who are looking to clinch uh, their first playoff berth in 16 years.
0: That's wild. So...
1: My whole life,
0: literally. <laughs> That's crazy. As yeah. long as I've been alive, they have not been to the playoffs.
1: I want to say... That's insane.
0: I want to say if the Blazers lose
1: tonight, they might be done for the season. Like, they I might not... so. They might not uh, have a chance to make the playoffs if they lose. Because um, the... The 7th seed right now, they have thirty nine wins. So how many games are they behind? Five, right? Yeah, they're back five games from the. They're back five games from the tenth seed. Um, they have thirty three wins. I want to say OKC is tenth right now, and they have thirty eight. So it'll be harder for them to overcome that,
0: especially with the upcoming schedule. That yeah, they', ske- they have, I was just about to say their schedule is is it, not easy. It's all like. Mid made it to high seed playoff teams like mm-hmm. I think it's the Warriors, yeah, the Clippers, the Kings twice I think yeah. Uh, who else? Uh, they have Memphis and San Antonio. Yeah, so it's not looking easy. Yeah, uh, so they got a rough journey ahead of them. But um, you know, I mean, you always got to root for a guy like Dame because I don't know he's one of my favorite players of all time, and it was would you what what would you would you do that? Before? Nah, it's
1: cuz I don't think I don't think I've like ever heard that before. Like I don't think I've heard a person say that Dame is one of their favorite players of all time.
0: I'm not saying he's like best point guard. Right. Like not even like mm not top 10. No. Um but he's just like one of those guys that especially since he's known as one of the most clutch guys in the league, you know, Dame time and everything. Um I don't know. It's just something about that that, like, you know, when he gets the ball in his hand and with like ten seconds left, tie game, you know, he's gonna like hit the shot. For so sure. yeah, it's just something ecstatic about that. It was kind of like, I don't know. It's just something about like point guards and guards that can show up in the big moments and uh, that are just really exciting to watch, like D Rose. For sure, it's just of something about those type of guys that are my favorites, but. Realistically, if I see him leaving to anywhere, I'd probably – the best landing spots for him, in my opinion, would probably have to be – it's between the 76ers and the Bucks. Mm -hmm. They're both in the east, but if I were to pick someone in the west, I'd have to go – it's because they all – in the west, there's no – there's no shortage of guards at and all. I guess the only team I could really see that he might fit into their system is the uh, the Nuggets, maybe. Because, I mean, they have Jamal Murray, but that's really about
1: it for guards. That I think I think if he was to go to Denver, they'd have to give up Jamal Murray
0: to get mm-hmm. him. Uh, Jamal, I mean, Dame with Jokic, though? That'd be nasty. That'd be nasty, yeah. But my only concern with him going to the Bucks would have to be Cause the the Bucks, they want they run a really tight, uh, what's what's the word, ship? No, ship. There you go. They run a really tight ship, and I don't know if they what they'd have to give up for him would mess up their whole system and what they got going on. But when you get a guy like uh, Damian Lillard mixed or paired with Giannis, I feel like that makes up for it, and they'll just boom go to the next level. What do you think about my my picks for where he would go?
1: Well, I think.
0: I think those are some good picks. I think it
1: would – I think what Dame does need on his team is like a wing or a power forward who can uh, do nearly the things that he does or carry an offense the way that he does. Um, the Sixers, probably not. Um, it, I guess it would all just depend on what jo- uh, James Harden decides to do this offseason because um, he's going to be free agent. Uh, I feel like he's going to stay, though. So if he stays, they already have Tyrese Maxey as shooting guard, so there wouldn't be any room for Dame because uh, he can't come off the bench. Oh, so, no, definitely
0: not. If anything, I'd see him almost replacing James Harden. In the yeah. Way. Um, the Bucks, I could see that. They could
1: just move Drew Holiday to shooting guard and have Dame run point. I mean that's where he was originally, like a few years ago, right? Mm-hmm. So it, it'd be an easy transition. And then the Nuggets, I don't know. I guess for the Nuggets, it would just be a lot to it would be a lot to package off, because um, you can't just give up Jamal Murray. You'd have to give up a couple role players and a couple draft picks to get Dame, and Dame is thirty two. So I mean, I don't know if you really want to risk your future draft capital for it for that. But I mean, if you want to go all the way, which I know the Nuggets do, that that might be a crucial point for them.
0: I feel like for a lot of teams, Dame is like a almost win now sort of option. Like how kind of how the Nets went all in a few years back to win the championship, which didn't happen. Um, it's more like a because you like you said he's thirty two, right? Mm-hmm. He's he doesn't have many years left in the tank. It's not like he's slowing up right now, but just. Uh, in generality, is that you say? Uh just in general, uh players around that age they start slowing up a little bit and they're not what they used to be. So uh I feel like it'd be it'd have to be their window of opportunity and the window they have to win would be shorter compared to a young guy. But uh Dame is just one of those guys that it he'll get you there if you put him on the right team. Okay. Well in my opinion,
1: I think Dame should stay.
0: Um What makes you say that?
1: When I look at, when I look at the, Portland, uh, the Portland Trailblazers, I feel like their future is really bright. Um, and Dame time has not run out yet, you know. Uh, he's still averaging 32 points a game. He's averaging 32 points a game this season. Um, their rookie, Shaden Sharp, he, he uh, before the game on Monday night against the Pelicans, he had three straight games of putting up 24 points a game. So that's just, like, a shade of what he can do. And he's just recently started to get playing time for real. Like, some games he played, like, three or seven minutes. Now he's playing almost nearly 30 since Dame hasn't been playing. Um, But, yeah, he had those three straight games of 24-plus points. Uh, Anthony Simons, their starting shooting guard, he averages 21 points a game on a pretty efficient 44% shooting. And he's only 23 years old. And then Jeremy Grant, he averaged twenty. He averaged twenty points and four rebounds on a very efficient forty seven percent shooting, at least for the shots that he takes. And they traded for him last offseason. Um, so I think that they have a really strong young core, as well as they have uh they traded for Cam Reddish, uh, at the trade deadline. And they also have Nasir Little, uh, Nurkic. Um, and he I wanna say he's averaging like 13, 14 points a game, nine rebounds. So they, it's not like they lack a big man, but I think another one could be due for them. Um, they also have two draft picks in the first round for this year. Uh, one of them is supposed to be a lottery pick, which is top 14, and then they have another one, which is projected to go 21st. So I think if they want if they want to get Dame to stay if they want a shot a big shot at um winning it or at least going further than they have this season next year i say that they should they should re-sign Jeremy Grant as well as Matisse Steibel and Cam Reddish this off season cuz they're all going to be free agents so it'll be crucial to pick all of them up to keep the dynamic going um I think they should also sign DeMarcus Cousins or Patrick Beverly. Mm -hmm. Because right now, when you look at their roster, they don't have a backup point guard. So Dame is really the only true point guard out there on the floor. Uh, So getting Patrick Beverly, not only does it give you an extra point guard, but it also gives you defense and aggression, physicality, (laughs) somebody who plays with passion uh, all the time. So he'll be very good for their team. With those two draft picks that they have, I say that they should draft the point guard from the University of Houston, Marcus Sasser, or they could draft um, the forward from the University of Arkansas, Jordan Walsh, with that 13th pick. Um, I think both of them, Both um, Marcus Sasser, one thing about him, he's very, he has a lot of speed with his game. And so I think it'll be very crucial or that'll be a good thing for them to come off the bench somebody who can push the pace uh score at will uh whenever he needs to jordan walsh is just a good defender he can shoot he's aggressive athletic so somebody who can run the floor with dame or one of the other guards um and with the 21st pick they can get uh the center from duke uh Derek lively um he'll he, I think he can make an instant, uh, an instant impact specifically more on, more on defense than offense, but his defense is going to be necessary and, um, he'll be needed. Um, if they don't do that, well then they can use that 21st pick and trade Nurkic, Keon, uh, in a couple of, uh, role players for a star, a star I have in mind is Julius Randall or maybe Tobias mm-hmm. Harris. Um. I think, I think that'll be good. And then they can use that 13th pick to draft another big or something. Um, plus, I mean, he's been loyal all this time. Why jump ship now? I mean, he's one of the biggest advocates of loyalty. So, and not just on the court or to the team, but also,
0: like, in life. So. Yeah, and that, I can definitely agree with you. I, like, I want him to leave, but I, I don't think he's ever leaving. But, he probably won't. I doubt um,
1: it. He says he says he wants to win in Portland and I don't think that there's even a chance of him leaving
0: until he wins. What do you think it would take for him to leave? Like it had to be something crazy, right? Like, like just just like absolute
1: turmoil. Like say that they lose say that they lose Anthony Simons. Say that they bomb Jeremy Grant, uh, get rid of Nurkic for absolutely nothing in return. Um I think something like that. Like, uh, uh, if the if the organization looks like it's heading in the direction opposite of where it should be going, that might trigger him and make him want to leave. But I don't think because because the Blazers have had solid draft history. Um, I think they're.
0: I think they'll uh, make the right decisions. Hmm. Interesting. Well, that wraps up. That wraps it up for our segment, and we'll be right back. So stay tuned.
1: Yo, what's up, KZ and your family? Currently enjoying the show, but well, don't leave us just yet. We will be right back after this short break. This is KSBM Radio sports and entertainment section coming up, where we bring you the latest sports and the most entertainment going on around the world. So sit back and enjoy. Welcome back to KSBM Radio, the voice of Townview. I'm Doc. And I'm JoJo. And our first topic, or well, our second topic is going to be about the UFC. So, tell JoJo what we got today. It's a bit of a
0: continuation of uh, our last segment on our last show. We didn't get to talk about everything we needed to, and it was kind of a big deal. So, we need need to talk about it right now, which is uh, Leon Edwards beating Kamaru Usman Mm -hmm. to win the UFC championship. Yeah. It was – I feel like now the haters can't really say anything about uh, Leon Edwards because before uh, Kamaru Usman was beating him in their first fight, he was beating him, like, by a lot. And it was in the last few rounds – uh, the biggest thing that they were saying, well, because he got knocked out, uh, it was a clean, nasty kick to the head, straight to the dome. He hit a little faint to the body, dropped his hands, boom, straight to the head, sidekick. Um, but a lot of people were hating on him and saying, oh, it was just luck, da 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 da. Um, but now they can't really say nothing because it was to a decision. No, no knockouts, no last minute miracles. It was a decision, and they picked. Leon Edwards and now The question is do you Think there should be a, a rematch Between the, the blah, between the two Or do you think Leon Edwards should uh Set his sights on somebody Else like the other contenders Well they fought twice
1: Right mm-hmm. and Leon Edwards Just won this past match Usman Uz- won the first One right
0: no they oh. Usman lost and He was it was a rematch and because he lost his belt, he was Usman was the championship in the first fight, and he lost it to Ian Leon Edwards. So now Leon was the the champ in the first fight or er, in their second fight. The rematch. Oh, so he lost. Usman lost both. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah.
1: Just move on. They're, you think like, so? Yeah. Because I mean, like, if he had if Usman had one one and Edwards had one one, then you could go for a third match, like for a tiebreaker. But if you're down two zero. It's it's likely time to give up. I mean, I know they say third time's a charm, but like I don't. I mean, in I think I think one thing that the that UFC could adjust to is rather than having fights end in decision, it has to uh, result it has to be result of a knockout. <laughs> you think so? Yeah. Because I mean, decisions can be uh heavily biased and so i uh, i see that in a lot of the like uh usc fights and uh, so like even even when a person is clearly beating on the other beating on their opponent it's like they have they have <laughs> like they just they just make super biased decisions and uh, i'm like i think i think it should be based upon who has like Really put like the harder, the harder hits, harder combos. Like, what's really like? Who's really who's really winning the fight? Like, when you physically look at it yeah. and play this back, who is really winning the fight?
0: I don't know. I I kind of think that's really dangerous to the fighters. Because <laughs> I mean, imagine like when you're locked in a fight, and the only way to get out of it is either you knock the dude out or you get knocked out. Yeah. I feel like the amount of CTE that the fighters would uh, receive, in addition to what they're already like. What they already have is like it'd be way too much for them to handle. Like there are some tough dudes, but I don't know, it's a little too much. But I mean, I like I like the fight. The the what's the word? Tri- no, triple no. The three peat. There you go. The three peat because uh, when you really look at it, there's no really other contenders. Uh, I mean, Kobe Covington's the number two contender, but that the the storyline right now is between Usman and Edwards of course i mean you could there there is another storyline with uh Jorge Masvidal who's the number 11 but they had a little scuffle ba- behind the stage or er, ba- behind the scenes in one of the UFC i can't remember which one it was but they uh Masvidal, yeah, sucker punched him and they were gonna fight, but then <laughs> they got separated obviously. Nah. And so now they, they beefing a little bit. But I mean there's other guys where it's like Kamzat Chamayev, that's an that's another fight I'd wanna see. Uh after the Uzma fight I'd wanna see that one again. But I I kinda see the the point of view where people might think like, Oh, they're they're trying to get uh, Usman to be the the pretty boy of the UFC, and they're, like, feeding him the fight until he wins. I can see that standpoint, but it's also, like, this is, like, the main fight right now in that uh, weight class. So, but, you know, uh, another fight that's coming up right now is Israel Adesanya against, uh, what's his face? Alex Pereira? Yes. Banana? I don't know. Alex, the dude that uh, was that had already beat him twice in kickboxing and once in the UFC, so he's the champ right now. It's kind of like a situation where, uh, like the Leon Edwards situation, uh-huh. where uh, uh, Israel Adesanya was the champion and no, he cl- pretty much ran through the division. Uh, he he cleared out everybody; nobody could really touch him until so his Kryptonite came from. I think he's Brazilian. I'm, I might be wrong about that. Uh, until his Brazilian kryptonite came in and knocked, uh, I don't think he knocked him out, but he he lost and he lost the belt. And I gotta respect uh, Adesanya because he always takes his fight or er, his losses with class, and he he never tries to make excuses. He's always like, "I lost, I was beaten," uh, and but they they're doing a three p no quadruplet, I don't know. They they they're fighting for the fourth time to see if. Adesanya can finally come out with the dub. Do you think that's that's right to where they they've already fought three other times and they're gonna fight a fourth time? You think I that's mean, right? If
1: that's what the people want and, and that's what the wrestler or like the fighters want, um, I mean, I think they could, I think they should go for it. It's not this this isn't like the WWE where you have scheduled fights. So I mean, well, you do schedule the fight, <laughs> but like
0: like you know, staged fights. Yeah.
1: Um, but I mean, if I think it's fair, I just I think it comes to a point where like you just move on to like a uh, another another fighter. Like take it take it down a notch, and then once you feel like you've done all the prepare uh, all the preparation and all the training that you need to do, you can go back
0: in for the bull. Mm, I can agree with that, um, but the problem is there's no really like any other fighters that because. Izzy he, he already that's Israel Adesanya's nickname. He already cleared out the division. So if he beat well, oh, since he already beat Adesanya, that means he can basically beat anybody else. But I mean at the same time, UFC is one of those um is one of those companies and sports where anything can happen and uh certain styles mix better with others and different matchups because there's like grapplers, there's strikers, uh, there's ground and pound there's like brute force there's a whole bunch of different styles and uh it really depends on your style of fighting and they both have similar styles so i feel like anybody can really beat them an interesting fight that i think would uh that would really be interesting is if uh comes at moves up in the weight class to be able to fight for him because right now he's in welterweight. And he'd have to go up a weight class. So I feel like that would be a really good in- fight. See if he's you up know, for the challenge. You know
1: how much it would take like to like increase how much you weight on. Huh?
0: I don't like, know. Not, I feel like just,
1: like, not just weightlifting, but like also eating, but also maintaining a
0: diet. I feel like fighters are kind of used to that, though. Um, because they're already used to, because almost like, majority of fighters don't fight at the weight they walk around at they they cut down weight before the fight and then the the day or the day of or the day before they blow up uh they like actually eat eat instead of starve themselves they actually drink water basic human abilities and uh they they fight at like 20 sometimes like 20 plus pounds of what they weighed in weighed in at that's crazy But I think we should move on to our next topic, which is uh, players getting injured in the NFL. No, in the NBA. Sorry. Yeah. So, So, are you going? All right. All right. So,
1: when players get injured in the NBA, you see it happen often. Um, Some some injuries can be minor, um, like just a little soreness in your thumb, or like some uh, like a little a little pinch. A like little pinched nerve in your like, yes, a yeah, muscle spasm or something like that. But then there are those where accidents happen, mm-hmm. and so um, those are those are the ones where like uh, you might go for a shot contest, and then you might jump into the dude, and the dude might turn his leg wrong, and then boom, he tears his ACL. <laughs> um, but our focus today is going to be. How much stress a player can put on their body? Um, so, a couple, a couple of guys, or one specific guy that I like to talk about, uh, who was very notable for injuries, specifically earlier in his career, is Derrick Rose. Um, after, or even during his um, during his MVP season, during the lockout year, he only played thirty. Thirty-nine games of 66. And so, um, and then after, or no, during his MVP season, uh, during the playoffs, um, he went down with a torn ACL. Um, They were up double digits, and I want to say it was in the fourth quarter uh, against the Philadelphia 76ers in the playoffs. Um, He was on a fast break. He did a little hop-step. And then he came down his leg wrong. And then, obviously, for sports fans, the rest is history. They came out with the news that he had torn his ACL. Um, He missed the entire following season, recovering from that injury. And then, when he came back, he tore his meniscus in the other knee. So, um, obviously, when you look at D-Rose's youth... Uh, He was obviously known for his athleticism. He didn't have much of a three-point shot, but he was highly athletic. And so, um, yeah, he was one of those guys who, yeah. He
0: (laughs) He was just like, what uh, could have been, you know? Yeah, I feel like the main reason was, or a big factor that had to do with his injury was obviously a freak accident, but uh, the stress he put on... On his body, because he was like you said he was known for his athletic ability, and uh with with guys like those they they jump so high and fall so often that their the ligaments their muscles, everything they over time wear down and even recently there have been i feel like the frequency of injuries has increased by a lot, like even kevin durant he was he was doing some warm ups and he got injured. Yeah. yeah, I feel like that might have been on the the ball boys though. Cause
1: <laughs> they, I mean, yeah. if there's a wasp, a wet spot on the court, like they should be able to pick that out and like
0: wipe it up. But yeah, but uh, but he's coming back tonight though, so thankfully. Um, but I feel like players have, uh, especially recently, they have been putting so much more stress on their body that uh, over time they. I think of it like this. They players have a certain amount of time where their body functions in the way they want it to and at their at its peak. And as soon as you start playing uh like for a team or like seriously, uh your timer it like starts going and um by the time like now people are starting to play serious so young like AAU and uh, camp, uh sports camps, basketball camps and uh, all throughout high school, college. And by the time to the, they get to the NBA, they've played the same amount of time that um, some NBA legends have already played, and that's when they're, the legends are starting to get injured. So now by the time they're like early or if not midway through their career, they're already starting to get injured just as much as the, the older guys would. Mm-hmm. One guy or another guy.
1: Um, well, a couple guys who have also been injured. Uh, Lonzo Ball. Um, he had a couple foot injuries, of course, but I feel like that was the shoes, like the shoes, yeah. the, the big baller brand shoes. <laughs> were, they were not it. Um, no basketball shoes. It's it's something about the material they were made with that was not covered for basketball, really. Yeah. Um, he had a shoulder sprain two months into his rookie year. Um, a couple months later, he had a left knee bruise. He had two ankle injuries, and in, he had two ankle injuries in three weeks from. Uh, December in his second year. Um, Obviously, the most notable injury that he has yet to come back from was the torn meniscus that he suffered in January of 2022. Um, He's had three surgeries. uh, Well, he just got the third surgery uh, not too long ago, and he got a cartilage transplant. And so now he's going to work his way back and hopefully be the first NBA player ever to uh, come back from a cartilage transplant surgery. Um,
0: Do you you think Lazo is going to be able to come back? I don't know. That's a long rap sheet of injuries. (laughs) You were going on for like a minute or two just on his injuries. Uh, Will he be able to come back? Um, I don't know because, like you said, nobody has ever come back from a cartilage transplant, and it's just – one of those things where especially in basketball where you're jumping up and down and you're putting so much stress on your cartilage that it might like it might be detrimental to his health if he does come back and it might put him in at bigger risk than he already was yeah uh, some more guys
1: who have also suffered injuries were zion uh with a hamstring in the foot kobe later in his career uh, obviously he played so many seasons and carried so many Lakers rosters that mm-hmm. he had to put extra stress on his body. He was working, he was waking up at like four or five in the morning, uh, going to like work out three, four. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Uh, it
1: was crazy. Yeah. LeBron, R. 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 LeBron, obviously, LeBron. um, he's like probably one of the most athletic guys that we've seen in the modern era. Um, you know, one thing One thing that I'd like to note, uh, make note of about Kobe, mm-hmm. he tore his rotator cuff in 2015, right? And he proceeded to play basketball and would shoot with his left hand. That's like, wild. That's, that, it's crazy how dedicated he
0: was to playing basketball. Did you hear about that story? That, I think it was Kevin Hart that told it, where he was at, like, a basketball uh, camp. <laughs> and, you know the one? <laughs> I know the story you're about to talk about. And he... The coach pulled the – or they had, a, like, a group meeting or whatever. And they – he pointed at Kobe and he was like, you know what this dude is here for? He's here to work on his left hand. He's been working on his left hand the whole camp, and he was cooking these dudes. Oh, my God. I only shot him. his left hand. That's so, that was so R. R. P. How How long did he play with his, his left hand? Because he retired in, what, 2017? Right? Yeah. He
1: played yeah. – I mean, the, a rotator cuff heals usually in about a couple months. Uh Probably like four or five months, so it, it, he may have had to play like that for like the rest of the season, but I doubt it. Mm. Um, He's just built different. He, he'll be fine in like a a month or two. <laughs> <laughs> uh, one thing, one thing I've also like, or one thing I've noticed with players getting injured, um, it's usually the ones that are like super athletic, like yeah. guys like Russell Westbrook. I remember a couple a couple seasons ago. He was out to begin the season with a uh, a thigh and a knee injury uh Blake Griffin had a bunch of back and knee injuries uh during his later years with the clippers um lebron Lebron now gets yeah. injured
0: quite often um, I mean he lasted a long time with uh without going sustaining any major injuries, which was a miracle, especially since he was such a A physical force in the paint and he was always going attacking with his uh physical prowess and uh doing all these crazy jumps catching bodies and all that stuff yeah but
1: um (coughs) one thing one thing that um i think could possibly potentially um cause less injuries to pro athletes is steroids now they may not be good for you and in my opinion they in my opinion i don't think that they're good uh because it's just like the side effects of them you know uh pain and discomfort uh temporary bruising and blood collection uh red swelling
0: pain cartilage nerve damage like not to mention like the the physical effects like acne uh I have mental effects too, like anger issues, just all of that. Yeah, I, I, me personally, I don't think it's good. How do you? How do you think? What do you think about it? I don't know. I, uh, I kind of like it. <laughs> <laughs> I like it, uh, but I don't know. Cause could you imagine if players were allowed to take broids Like, could you imagine a, a Marshawn Lynch on steroids, <laughs> a LeBron, a Miami Heat LeBron? Ooh. They, I don't know, but then again, everybody would be able to, so
1: yeah, it would kind of
0: balance out. I mean, yes, and I feel like it will make
1: the uh, make the sports more entertaining, but at the same time, it's just it's high risk, low reward. Because mm. so these
0: these guys are already performing at such a high level, would, especially, would, especially with what they do. Would the little more entertainment that it provides really be worth their health? Like right. But that just about wraps it up. Do uh, you want to take us out of the segment?
1: All right. Well, that is that is the end of our show. Um, if you look down at the bottom of the screen, our social media is down below. Follow uh, us on Instagram, Facebook, Instagram, all of Facebook, that. social, uh, all social media platforms at KBN Radio Anchor, yep. Spotify, all Spotify. All of Spotify. Listen to us anywhere you want to. Not, in, I'm kidding. Not anywhere. It's really just Anchor Spotify. Just, just you like watch our videos names, on man. YouTube. Um but that's it for our show. Uh once again I'm Doc and I'm Jojo and we'll see y'all next time. Peace. for listening to ksbm radio the voice of townview my radio station we hope you enjoyed the great content and great discussion all from a student's perspective make sure to follow us on twitter for the latest updates at
0: ksbm underscore tvt or on facebook at ksbm radio add them on facebook check them on facebook take care